0: Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, on a hot and dry day here in the Ozarks in the state of Missouri. Not a lot of relief here recently. I think we got up to 103, but it doesn't matter because the Chiefs report to camp tomorrow. Football is coming back, and we have two more divisions to preview Took a, took a nice bye week off last week. The boys feeling refreshed. A lot of hostility today in the group text. A lot of opinions. A lot of takes. This has a chance to be one of the uh, hottest or most highly contested uh, podcasts that we've done in this series. Got a lot to go over with the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and unfortunately the Cincinnati Bengals. Um before we get into that, as always, let's talk to the boys, Johnny and Blaine, back with me again for another week. Johnny, we'll start with you. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? Another great week here in the uh, in the Ozarks where I'm at.
1: Um, always great to talk football with you guys. Being off last week, I feel energized. I'm so pumped to talk football, and I I told you guys like I need football like I need air to breathe, um, and it's just right around the corner. And uh, we've, we've almost made it through like this five, six months where, where there's no football. So I couldn't be more excited. We've got a division here that is known for its hard edge, uh, tough-nosed football in the AFC North. And um, I'm really curious to see what you guys have to say about these teams. Because when I was doing my research for this, like I was just my, – my mind was all over the place. So I'm curious to see what, what you guys
0: think. Blano, well, you know, how are you, buddy? Good. Really good.
2: Right <laughs> before this, like an hour. You, whenever pat mahomes tweets let's get it exclamation points and he's reporting to camp it makes my day a really good one yeah. so football is like you said back and this is a great division this is a really competitive division like these teams all hate each other and it makes it really fun because i think it's going to be competitive along with the hatred so it's a lot yep. of fun stuff
0: Year in, year out, this division is known for beating each other up. I can see the winner of this division being 10-7 with a couple division losses. A couple losses in there in the division that probably shouldn't happen but will. I think there's some teams in this division that are uber talented and just won't even make the playoffs due to their situation. Um, I cannot wait to talk about it. Before we do that, some very interesting NFL news. We'll get your guys' opinions on here. Kyler Murray. Made a huge splash today, got paid by the Arizona Cardinals on a five year two hundred and thirty and a half million dollar extension. Uh, I'll open it up to thoughts and concerns here from uh, Blaine and Johnny, but real quick, my I, I, I do not understand it. I don't know what he's done to deserve the extension. i don't I think that if this was, you know, if his contract was out, possibly I see it more to sign him to an extension with two years left on his deal. Um, he's going to make $30 million in 2022, he's going to make $39 million in 2023, and he's going to make $38.85 million in 2024. That's just the first three years here. Um, it's a lot of money for a guy who really pooped his pants in his only playoff appearance against, of course, it was against the eventual Super Bowl winning Rams, but the Rams weren't. What was the final score? Thirty-four to seven. They weren't thirty-four to seven better. Kyler played literally terrible. I've never seen a quarterback. Well, I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen a quarterback play that bad in quite some time. I'll leave it. I'll open it up to you guys here for uh, Blaine. Your thoughts on Kyler? Why don't you go ahead and take it here.
2: Mine's just Steve Kime. Like, there's been a lot of. I think Arizona doesn't like the guy. I think there's like half that do, but a really strong following that don't. And I was like looking up some stuff whenever I saw that come out. He's only got two or three players. I think it was from 2013 to 2019 left on their roster that he drafted. Like just missing, 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 missing. And one of those is Buddha Baker, but the other is like Marcus Golden, I think from Mizzou who Mm. is very, you know, kind of a mediocre guy in the NFL. So
0: good college player.
2: I, yeah, I just, I don't, I think it's stupid. Um you know, I, I don't really have anything else to say.
0: I mean, uh, the extension part to me is what makes me like cringe almost. Johnny? Yeah,
1: you guys, a few things. Um, it's just, I think, a product of the position. Um, I, I was putting my list of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league right now, and Kyler's not in there. Uh, he's right on the fringe right now, but, like, he's not even in there. But at the same time, from the Cardinals' perspective, like, what's the alternative? Okay, you don't pay Kyler. What, what do you do? Okay, well, the best-case scenario is you're in a Teddy Bridgewater, bridge, you know, a season like that. You, you somehow hope that the, that Garoppolo gets cut and you go get him because the 49ers, if they were to trade him within the division to Arizona, like, they would want uh, way more than they should get. So, it's like – it's just kind of a product of of the game. You, you, you did pay a lot of money for Kyler. Uh, it's tough right now, but in a couple of years with how the quarterback market goes every single year, like you're going to be like, oh, we're, he's, he's not the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Like it's going to look like it's, it's not as bad in a couple of years. So I, I don't think Kyler's the guy, um, but certainly he's better than whatever alternative because they're irrelevant. I mean, without Kyler Murray, they're irrelevant. So I don't think he's going to win them a Super Bowl. I don't even know if Cliff Kingsbury is is the right guy, but I they, they paid him early as opposed to waiting, and it kind of just it just is what it is. it's It's just kind of like blah to me.
0: Yeah, it is a good point. I mean, you know what you have with Kyler already. He's proven that he can win games in the NFL. Uh, one of our buddies, Lucas, today, had a really good point. He's like he's very solid through the first ten games of the year um, as he's been in his entire career. He just cannot seem to win later on in the season maybe that changes maybe he buys in now now that he knows he's going to get paid I don't know but um it will be very interesting anybody Johnny you got a final point yeah and Chandler I actually
1: I would disagree I don't even think you do know what you have with Kyler I really don't I think I think you're so he's so young I actually think Cliff Kingsbury is fake news I I think I don't believe in Cliff and you know uh my 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 Lord and Savior Colin Cowherd made this point today. It was a really good one. I thought he said, Did we know like what Matthew Stafford was before he went to Los Angeles? I mean, the guy goes to Los Angeles, gets with uh gets with uh what the hell? I Make mean, uh Sean McVeigh and wins a Super Bowl in his first right. year. So it's like, yeah, we thought Stafford, we we probably thought we knew everything about Stafford from his decade or whatever it was in Detroit but then he goes and wins a super bowl in his first year uh, in Los Angeles. So it's like, again, I am not the biggest Kyler guy, but I'm, I would give him the benefit
2: of the doubt a little bit here. And I understand what you were saying when you, you got to do it, but setting the standard of the market above a guy like Patrick Mahomes, if there's like five quarterbacks that you have to do that with and Kyler's not one of them. That's why I say it's stupid.
0: Yeah. So uh, very interesting, made a huge splash today. Couldn't believe it when I read it, but we'll see, I guess. And, That actually plays a huge part into us three because we will be going to the desert week one to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Real quick before we get into the AFC North division, as we've been doing, I will begin the show with a fun fact. Uh, This week, however, we were going to turn it back to the trivia side of the fun fact. Can anybody tell me the last time the Browns won in week one? uh i
1: I honestly can't, and I it's got to be something crazy because it's Cleveland. I'm gonna say it's been
0: ten
2: years, thirteen. yeah, I was gonna say thirteen That's this
0: upcoming play. season, it will be eighteen years Whoa. since the Cleveland Browns have won week one in the NFL. They beat the Baltimore Ravens, uh funny enough, twenty to three in two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. and I cannot take. Full credit for that. I actually heard that on a competing podcast today. Will not tell what podcast it is. No free shout outs. Blaine, were you going to say something?
2: At Carolina to open the season this year for the Cleveland Browns.
0: Yes. And we are going to jump right into Cleveland. They are the first team I have written down. Very interesting team. Um, Typical Cleveland just cannot get out of its own way. Turmoil up and down the franchise. And a surprisingly very talented roster. I mean, it is talented. There is talent up and down this roster. Uh, before we get into the team, um, they signed Josh Rosen today. They expect Jacoby Brissett to be the starter. Um, I, I, I think, it. you know, I think uh, we all know Deshaun will be suspended. We just don't know for how long. Um, but... <laughs> They knew he was going to be suspended, and yet they gave him a five-year, $230 million deal. Um, I mean, he's definitely worth the money, but it just seems right now, was that the best move for Cleveland? I don't think so. I really don't. I have written down here, they really do have amazing players, like I mentioned. They just have a losing culture. That franchise does not win. They've never won. And quite frankly, I don't think they win this year. I think. Um, Johnny's Lord and Savior, Colin Cowherd, I heard him say the other day, they might be the best fourth place team in the league in their division. Um, and it really starts with the signal caller. You're gonna start the season, you're gonna start the first. Let's say Deshaun suspended anywhere from six to eight games. You're gonna start the season with Jacoby Brissett, and your backup is gonna be presumably Josh Frozen. Who has yet to do anything in the National Football League, and this team is honestly set up to win right now. And let's start going through it. Well, I'm gonna start on the defensive side of the football. First of all, Miles Garrett, one A, one B, with T.J. Watt, best defensive end in the league, in my opinion. Uh, you can put them. You can put them in either category. He is an absolute freak, and he looks like a Greek god. My God, you couldn't sculpt. You couldn't sculpt a sculpture better than the way he looks. I mean, you got to give credit where it's due. He looks great. They signed Jadavian Clowney. I, did they sign him last year or was it this year? Do either of you know? This year, this year, yeah. Jadavian. I mean, I don't want to go up against him. He is a freak defensive end. I understand that he hasn't had the necessarily the best NFL career, but when you have Miles Garrett on the other side, your job all of a sudden becomes a lot easier. Their secondary. I didn't even realize this. Their secondary is pretty legit. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, Greg Newsom II, uh, their safeties, John Johnson III, Grant Delpit, who I was on their website today. They have huge expectations for Delpit at safety. I think that's going to really loosen up their secondary in terms of um, – I think they're really going to loosen up their, their, uh, their secondary in terms of what they can do playing around. And then a guy that I love, Ronnie Harrison Jr., he's an absolute freak. They have an unbelievable offensive line um, led by, I believe it's Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio, um, freaks up front. And then you know what their, their running back room is like. Uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, shout out Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, if, if it wasn't for Kareem Hunt kicking a human, we wouldn't have Clyde. And so honestly, F Kareem Hunt for that.
1: Come on, bro.
0: That's that. Damn it. This, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This team is very good, um, but they just will not do it this year without a quarterback. Now, I will say this before I let Johnny start us off here with Cleveland. Jacoby gets them three and three, four and two. Somehow, Deshaun comes back. I would look out for Cleveland. I think Deshaun is a freak quarterback when he's healthy when he's ready to go now he hasn't played in a while but I think when you have it you have it and I'm kind of talking myself into buying into Cleveland now all of a sudden I didn't want to start out well but I'm saying it out loud makes me kind of like Cleveland a little bit more than I did before we started the pod Johnny what do you got for us
1: I'm operating this whole uh my whole thought process is based off of, I believe Deshaun's going to get like six to eight games. So I I think he's going to be suspended like half the year. Um, He said that if he's suspended the full year, which I think it's a possibility, but if he's suspended the full year, that him and the NFL PA are going to sue the league. So I don't know. The league obviously wants, they can't have Deshaun get off scot-free because I mean, it's been like 70 women that have, come forward and then on the other side like if they suspend him for a whole year then they'd have like this the stain of the legalities there's going to be some sort of middle ground I would say so let's just say he suspended half the year for for what I'm saying um Chandler you said it perfectly this roster is ridiculous this roster is full of, of high level draft picks or uh, high draft capital and I think I think they're going to just run the shit out of the football with, with Jacoby and they can easily do that. I mean, with this front five, um, I don't think you mentioned him, but I think Jedrick Wills is a really good player. Um, and so with him on that line too, I mean, he can run and pass block. I think Jacoby is like, I don't think he's good, but I think the running game and the defense is good enough to like, get this team like this team could be 500 when Deshaun comes back and be in a position to kind of muck shit up in the AFC. So uh, I, I think Stefanski is actually a pretty decent coach too. I'm just not a Baker guy at all. And I think it's just good that he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Deshaun is you know he kind of gives you the ick right now but just from a football sense Deshaun is a top 10 quarterback I think he's really good and so uh, one of the underrated moves uh, of the the offseason in my opinion was them trading a late draft pick for Amari Cooper I think Amari Mm -hmm. Cooper is just going to be a stud for them they did lose Jarvis Landry but they also believe in David Njoku and they extended him this this offseason as well so so the Browns have pieces um I'm trying to say, that did they lose anybody else? Uh, J.C. Treader's not on the team anymore. Mac Wilson, they traded him for Chase Winovich. Austin Hooper's gone, but like I said, uh, they really like David Njoku. And so, yeah, uh, they didn't pick until the third round. They took a cornerback out of Mississippi State. They like their roster, and I think in a division like this, this division is super competitive. I do think overall, I mean, offensively, it feels like the, the division is, is not as good as, of course, like the AFC West, but I don't think any division – is as good as the AFC West, but it just feels like this division has these teams d- just knocking each other's block off, um, throughout the entire year. And, and that is actually typical for the AFC North. So, um, yeah, that's really, that's really all I got. I think the Browns, they got to get through the non Watson situation, be in a competitive position. And then once they get Watson in there, I think it's just, yeah, for them.
2: Here's the thing about Cleveland is Jacoby <laughs> Jacoby Brissett might not be worse than Baker Mayfield. He might have a little bit, right? But he I, I really think Baker is that bad, and that's gonna prove. Wow. But I was thinking about I was thinking about this as well. I saw the matting ratings for the running backs, right? One through ten. If Kareem Hunt wasn't behind Nick Chubb, where is he at on a list of best running backs in the NFL? That duo is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, you can't compete with that. So, if they do decide to do that with the football and that defense is like you just went through, Chandler, stacked, loaded at every position, I mean, they're going to win some games. And so, I pulled up, you know, I'm big on hot starts. They go to Carolina, play the Jets, play Pittsburgh, and play the Falcons to start the year. They could go 4 0, get some confidence. And look out, like they can beat some people. So I'm not saying the Browns are going to be great, but I'm, going to say, I'm saying they're going to win some games early. They're going, to sh- they're going to turn some heads, and they're going to be like, maybe this isn't the fourth best team in this, in this division.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, I, from what I was saying, I don't want to talk too much crap on Jacoby. I mean, I, he was a phenomenal backup. I mean, I would love for him to be Patrick Mahomes' backup if that was possible. Obviously, it isn't um so yeah i love what you guys said um i think if they can if they can weather the storm the watson storm here um and get jacoby i mean realistically i think they go three and one i mean pittsburgh's a toss up but the other three games i think that they're they should be favored in all of them um or at least a pick them i mean not any not that they're gonna get slaughtered any of those but it's still cleveland and they've got it in them. They've got Cleveland in them, and, and that franchise proves year in and year out that they cannot get out of their own way. Anybody got any final things they want to say about Cleveland? Okay, Johnny? I I did just oh, – yeah, Go ahead, go ahead. Oh,
2: Just after, the, after Amari Cooper, who are you going to target downfield? Like, you got to have that in the NFL, and it's unfortunately not there for them, and that's going to cause some problems. Stack the box uh, and put your best guy on Amari and see what happens, and that's going to yeah. hurt them.
1: Yeah, that's, I think it's, I think it's Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think that's their next Mm -hmm. wide receiver and they like, they like, uh, they like him, but I think, I think what we're seeing is their total commitment to being able to run the football at will against anybody. and, And then you add Deshaun on top of that. And it's just, I mean, the team could be really good. And keep in mind, they don't, they they gave three first round picks as well as paying him all that money i mean so they they don't pick again in the first round until 2025 and you know a ton of money it's only there's only like a million bucks base salary invested in Deshaun this year and then the next uh, years 2 through 5 is 46 million per year that he's getting so it's like it all hits next year and I, guys, I, I firmly believe even though they're the Browns, like I firmly believe like they are smarter than than just us Chiefs fans on Twitter. They have they know Deshaun's going through all this shit. They know more than we do about the Deshaun, the Deshaun situation. Like the, the Browns know and there's probably a way out. Like if it gets way worse than they ever thought, there, there there's going to be a way out for them. So it's like just read the tea leaves. They signed him to a deal that didn't kill them this year because they knew he wasn't going to play every single game. And they were fine paying him top of the line quarterback money for the next four years after this year and giving away three first round picks. Like, I, I think the Deshaun thing is just going to resolve itself after six or eight weeks. And whether more morally or, you know, that's, I'm just talking from on the football field. They're planning for Jacoby being able to carry them to competitive football. And when Deshaun gets back, I mean, man, they can make a, a real push. I can't believe I'm being this high on, on Cleveland, but I don't know. The roster is really good.
0: Yep. Okay, let's move on to their Brita rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another team with question marks, a quarterback, but an unreal roster. I mean, this roster is very good. Um, I want to start off by saying absolutely love Mike Tomlin, phenomenal coach, one of the best coaches in the NFL, in my opinion, um, so consistent. I think he's had I think I think that Pittsburgh, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think they had a losing record last year, his first losing record ever, they didn't have a losing record, or did they no, make it?
2: They, nine and seven.
0: yeah, so I don't I still don't think he's ever had a losing record. to do that in the NFL, that is ridiculous. Now he has been, he has had the uh, stability of a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, who say what he will about him, more, a very stable guy. Uh, you knew we were going to get with him, winner, Super Bowl winner. They're going to have to address that, and they try to do that in the draft. Um, they drafted Kenny Pickett, 20th overall. They signed Mitchell Trubisky, which, yikes. But um, in a, in a, he was in a tough situation um, in Chicago. Got to Buffalo and learned for a year, maybe behind Dable uh, Josh Allen. You never know where you're going to get there. I think he can make plays. I think he can be elusive. So, as of right now, I don't know who the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback is. But whoever it is is going to have a, a wide array of weapons. First off, they drafted George Pickens, who me and Johnny, and I think Blaine, too, really wanted on the Chiefs. Um, we've already alluded to this, but – that was the pick that we freaked out because we thought we had Pickens at thirty-one. I think it was, and it was actually George Carr Loftus from Purdue. Um, that pick had to grow on me and Johnny for a second, but we were really high on Pickens, a freak receiver from the University of Georgia, drafted in fifty-second um, in the second round. To go along with Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and I even threw in Miles Boykin here because I think he is a big, big possession receiver. Um, huge for a young quarterback for a guy like that that can go up and get a football. Um, As always, Pittsburgh, not going to take a step back on defense. T.J. Watt, like I mentioned earlier, 1A, 1B, defensive ends in the NFL. Seasoned veteran Cameron Hayward. I swear he's been playing since I was four. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, he's back, and he plays at a high level every year. The defensive line is always nasty. And that brings me to my next point. They go out and draft defensive end DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M, 6'4", 290 pounds. If there's one thing I know about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they know how to draft defensive players. I keep my eye on him. Um, I think he was a third-round pick. I feel like that's somehow going to be a steal and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Moving to their linebackers, um, oh. Miles Jack, Devin Bush, two freaks that can absolutely move sideline to sideline. I I don't know how they got Miles Jack. I really don't, but what a pickup for them. Their secondary is loaded as well. Terrell Edmonds, Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, DeMonte Kazee comes over from the Cowboys this year. I think he's a great safety, and I believe it's Carl Joseph went to West Virginia, hard-hitting safety. They have talent on the defense, um, all three levels. I will say this, though, weak at corner. I do not believe that their cornerbacks are nearly as good as they've been in the past. Their safeties are good, but you have to have corners to jam receivers, especially in today's league. I think the sky is the limit for Pittsburgh if they get their quarterback figured out. I don't think they get it figured out this year. The more I kind of think about it, maybe they – in fourth because they really don't have the quarterback. They don't have the quarterback play in my opinion that that can get these guys the ball. Um, and we forget about guys like Najee Harris in the backfield. Their offensive line is good too. Don't forget about what a name this is. I hope I don't butcher it. Chuck Wuma Okorafor. Awesome offensive lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, look out for him. I just saw his name. Wanted to mention that because that's a sick name. Uh, Blaine. I think you've been high on the Steelers today. Um, you haven't really necessarily said it, but you've sent some gifts that were alluded. questionable. Right? Uh, you alluded to the steel curtain. Give us your thoughts about the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: Is Mitchell Trubisky going to be better than an absolutely noodle armed Ben Roethlisberger? Do you like seriously? Do you guys think, Chandler? Do you think so? No, Johnny. <laughs> It it just as,
1: just as good. I don't think it could be better.
2: Yeah. But I mean, the, the noodle armed Ben Roethlisberger with almost an even better defense, they finished second in the AFC North last year at nine and seven. And they were really good. They beat some teams. They were just, they squeaked away from a playoff, you know, push. Um, I have a hard time being down on Pittsburgh. You, you alluded to their receivers as well. If you add pickings to Deontay Johnson, who I think is, one of the best young receivers in the NFL. We Ridiculous. have McColl. Could have had him. I could have had him. I just looked at that, too. Third-round <laughs> pick, same draft. Chase Claypool. Yeah. He has, he, he, these guys are good. Pittsburgh can win some games, and you know what I'm going to go out on a limb and say? Sports betting is legal in Kansas before the NFL season starts. Week one, Pittsburgh goes to Cincinnati and beats them.
0: I mean, I, I, I'm all for it. I'll jump on. I love it.
2: It's a Super Bowl hangover. Cincinnati's very confident. Pittsburgh got a lot to prove, and they got a lot of talent, and it's going to be a hell of a division rivalry, and it's going to be close. I don't care which way, and, and Pittsburgh's going to squeak it out, but that's my take. I just, I just really think Pittsburgh's going to be a lot more competitive than you think because their quarterback position doesn't need to be that good. They were It wasn't very good last year, and they were really good, so I'm higher on Pittsburgh than you are. Johnny?
1: Um, I think Pittsburgh is gross. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I disagree, Blano. Like, so I saw a cool stat that said, um, and right. The, the NFL is particularly offensive right now. Um, Pittsburgh has spent the most money in the NFL on their defense and they have spent the least in the NFL on offense. Uh, you, you guys have said something about their offensive line. This the offensive line is horrible this offensive line's a bottom five unit in the entire league. And you're going to put Trubisky behind it. And the, the second, and if that doesn't work, what is, what is your other option? Can he pick it? You know, like I, you can tell a lot about the quarterbacks, how how teams feel about quarterbacks in a draft if the first one doesn't go until 20 or wherever, wherever he went. So like, and he wears wears two, he wears gloves. I think (laughs) it wears gloves when he throws, he wears two gloves when he plays quarterback. So like, okay, if Mitch is your best option, guys, like, you know how I, the common theme here, it's a quarterback league and you have, I mean, you have the worst one. You throw, I mean, Jacoby and Mitch are like right there in my eyes, like with each other. So I I think,
0: yeah,
1: I think Mitch is terrible. And yeah, they're they're. So what are they going to do? You know, last year they, they ran the football a lot uh, with Najee was a rookie. Najee really didn't, he was not impressive last year and that's because the offensive line was, was terrible and it's not any better. So yeah, the defense is, is impressive. They don't have Joe Hayden anymore. um, But of course they have, you know, TJ Watt, he's absolutely ridiculous. I like Devin Bush. I like, I like um, Miles Jack, and I, I do like some of the stuff. I do respect Mike Tomlin, I think, and, and there is something to that, you know, never having a, a losing season. That's hard to do. Um, I, I I respect the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that's about it, though. I just do not think the offensive talent is there um, for them to – to really do anything crazy, and I and I know yeah. that's that's kind of out there, but oh, and one other thing I'll say too, like okay, people say Ch- Chase Claypool's a really good player. Like I I think Claypool's a pretty good player. They, they can't stand him in Pittsburgh. He was legitimately benched at the end of the year last year, and that was that was before he did that whole thing where they were running the hurry up offense and he got a first down and they had to go clock the football and he spins the football and points for a first down. Like, like, yeah, he's a talented player, but I can tell it that, that he's not, not, not on uh, high on Tomlin's favorite list. So like the Steelers, the steel curtain, whatever they're known for, that's always there. The way I look at their current roster and the quarterback position, I think it's the worst in the division. Yeah. It's true. Um, I, uh, no, go ahead, Blaine. Go I, ahead I truly think. Up. Yeah, yeah let, Blaine,
2: let Blaine go. I truly think Mitch Trubisky is going to be better this year than he ever was in Chicago. Just look at what they got. Look at it. You know, under Mike Tomlin, under Najee Harris, Dante Johnson, Claypool, Pickens. I get it. And Friarmouth is a great tight end. I get yep. their offensive line isn't good, but you really got to look at it in the fact that. Yes, maybe Claypool isn't liked, but you know, Tomlin's fixing that. And the reason is, is what we were saying earlier. I, look, I just looked this up. The Steelers haven't finished under second in this division since 2009. Wow. That's a long time. And I get Big Ben's been a big reason of that. But Mike Tomlin, it's Trubisky's very serviceable. And I think he's going to be better than Big Ben was last year. And that's
0: my conclusion. In complete contrast to Cleveland, wait, can you guys hear me okay? yeah in complete contrast to Cleveland Pittsburgh has a winning culture and that I think really carries you through a season like the Browns expect to lose and are happy when they win the Steelers expect to win and they're going to let you know about it when you lose so I think that's a huge thing, huge mindset mentality going into a season. You don't want to let your city down. It's a lot of the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs, they know that Kansas City is going to be on them quickly. Johnny, sorry. No, no, you're good. You, you have to retool in this
1: league, though. The, who did the Steelers add? I mean, they extended Minka Fitzpatrick, but, like, did they add anybody that, like, really are – are difference makers i mean they certainly need a little bit more than that i feel like and then the other thing too uh blaine you were saying like oh since 2009 uh, that they haven't finished below second i feel like that's also partially because of the complete ineptitude of the Bengals and the browns for like 20 years True. yeah like they, True. like why why you know partial part of the reason that tom brady and belichick dominated the afc east is because the bills jets and dolphins just rolled over and died for 20 years so it's like i <laughs> So yeah, like I I think the Steelers are going to be a lot better. Like it, if the Steelers were in the NFC, I think they could fuck a lot of shit up. I just think with how good the AFC is, with how good the defenses in this division and pass rushers are in this division, I just I just don't trust Mitch to do anything with this team.
2: Just what you have your your best players coming off the best season of any NFL player arguably ever in TJ Watt and breaking the sack record. And you add Miles Jack and that defense, like Minkah Fitzpatrick. I mean, I know that you are big on an offensive driven league and they have the weapons, but man, I'm a defensive guy. I think when it all comes down to it, if you can stop some of these guys in this conference division, (laughs) come
0: on. Yeah.
2: I just want to buy myself in.
0: One final point on Pittsburgh, and this could play a huge role in this league, or excuse me, for this team. No more Heinz Field. They struck down Heinz oh, yeah. Field. It is now accra Field. That seems very weird to me. I cannot believe that Pittsburgh Steelers and Heinz could not sign a deal to keep at Heinz Field. I mean, it, it is Heinz Field. It will always be Heinz Field. I'll never call it accra or whatever the hell it is. I just looked it up, but I already forgot it. It sucks so bad. So, Some very interesting takes here from the boys on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And before we move on to the Baltimore Ravens real quick, guys, Uh, we alluded to it. I alluded to it, unfortunately. Uh, McColl stinks. (laughs) And he is begging to fumble the football. He better be in this training camp. He better be staying after practice. And he better have Chris Jones just trying to strip and rip and hit the ball out from his hands. And he better hold on to it. Because I watched the highlights yesterday of Denver and Kansas City, week 18 in Denver. And McColl's first touch, he has a great play down the sideline. Cornerback's coming over to the left. He's running at him. Of course, he has the ball in his right arm running on the left sideline. You should have it in your left arm. And I'm not kidding you guys. It's up on his shoulder pad, and then all of a sudden, the play is ending, and it's down on his hip. We should have we should have Deontay Johnson. Moving on to the Baltimore Ravens, a team that is, again, a common theme, a ridiculous roster. And unlike the first two teams we talked about, Pittsburgh a little bit more than Cleveland. Baltimore, phenomenal draft. I looked up their draft this year um, while doing the pre-pod stuff, and there's not a pick I don't like. Um Real quick, we'll mention this. They lost uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown to Arizona. Um, that could be a big loss, but not really. I mean, he's just not. I mean, he's good, but he doesn't scare me. Um, I the All three of these teams we talked about so far, love their coaches, love Harbaugh, love John Harbaugh. I think he's a phenomenal coach. Got his start as a special teams coordinator. Insanely important to point out. He knows that special teams wins and loses ballgames. Baltimore always saw it on special teams. I think that's something that we uh, take for granted. Um, Lamar. I, I I never know what to think about Lamar. I think Lamar is a really, really good football player. Um, I really do. Uh, he has reported the training camp per Baltimore Ravens.com. Um, however, I think with me and Johnny we were talking about this before we hopped on here. I think the, the, the Kyler Murray contract, to me, puts a nasty precedent on the Baltimore Ravens as a franchise with Lamar trying to get a new contract. I don't think Baltimore wants to give him this money, but right now Lamar holds all the cards, in my opinion. Um, they're going to have to do something uh, to satisfy him in terms of their contract negotiations with their franchise quarterback because i do think that baltimore wants him to be their uh franchise quarterback i really do i don't necessarily think they want to pay him i mean i guess now we can't even say patrick mahomes money we got to say higher than that it's ridiculous um i don't think they want to pay him kyler murray money Uh, like I mentioned, an unbelievable draft. It's took Kyle Hamilton, 14th overall, safety. Of course, Baltimore just going to continue to add to their defense. Always a nasty defense. Um, he fell a little bit. You know, I, I remember – I feel like I remember hearing he was – he could have been like a top seven, top eight sort of pick. He fell to 14, a rangy safety that can cover the whole field for Notre Dame. I love it. I think it's a great pick. They're secondary. I think he'll fit perfectly in their secondary. Um they drafted center Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa uh 25th overall. You know if you're drafting a center 25th overall that he's a stud. And what better way to sure up an offensive line a team that wants to run the football first, throw it second, uh you got to have a good center. I think he'll I honestly think he steps in and he's he's the day one starter. Um they only have another they only have one other center listed on their roster. Um, They drafted David Ajogbo, who fell as well. Aiden Hutchinson's running mate from Michigan, 45th. I think he's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder. I don't think he got nearly talked about enough in terms of his production at Michigan. Now, I will say this. He had Aiden Hutchinson on the other side, so he was one-on-one a lot with Big Ten left tackles, right tackles, whatever you will. But he's going to have guys around him. Their defensive line is stacked. I think he he comes in and he's a great producing defensive end. Um, speaking of their linemen, they drafted Daniel Fa'a Lele from Minnesota. Listen to this stat line. 6'8", 384 pounds. Got him in the fourth round as an offensive tackle. That's a mammoth of a human being. Um, he was the biggest offensive lineman, I believe, in the draft, if I read my notes correctly. Um, so another upgrade at tackle. And then one guy that they were really high on, Ravens.com, they drafted uh, Jalen Armour Davis, cornerback from Alabama. Hmm, Ever heard of him? Can't go wrong with drafting Alabama defensive players, like we've mentioned time and time again on this draft. I think he's going to – or excuse me, on this pod, I think he's going to be a great cornerback to go along with Marlon Humphrey Marcus Peters. Shout out to the Chiefs. Um, I think that their secondary is in a great, great position here. Um, let's stick with the defense real quick. Patrick Queen, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Calais Campbell, Justin Houston. Those are just five six guys, five guys that I mentioned. Johnny has like a dozen guys he wrote down. His defense is stacked and loaded. I think one. my final point about the Ravens that we don't that I think people really forget, they had no running backs last year, guys. They got somehow, some way, something in the water during training camp. They lost all their guys. I think they lost, um, was it Gus Edwards, like on one of the first plays of the game in week one. They have J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and a guy that I had the unfortunate privilege of playing And Justice Hill from Oklahoma State. I have a great story before I turn it over to Blaine here for the Baltimore Ravens about Justice Hill. So I am at Oklahoma State playing in the game against the Cowboys in Stillwater. An unbelievable punt by my punter, Brendan Withrow. First off, started off with a tremendous snap, of course, but He punts. We're we're backed up deep in our own territory, and I'm not kidding you. He punts it. We pin it on about the – it was inside the three-yard line. We go to TV timeout. We're all pumped up. We got them backed up. They come out. They hand the ball to Justice Hill. He scores a 93 – or excuse me, 97-yard touchdown run right off the rip and he did not play the rest of the game (laughs) so the kid is a freak talent he's very fast um i've seen him in person i this the sky is really the limit for this baltimore ravens team i think that if they are not one they are two in this division um Blaine, what are your thoughts?
2: Johnny goes first, but I had to, I oh. was in the box at that game, obviously watching and I, you know, been looking up Justice Hill things. And I just looked at my Twitter and I searched Justice Hill. I was like, it didn't take long. Dot, 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 dot. Heisman yeah. Trophy, Dark Horse, Justin Hill, gashes Missouri State. Yeah, it <laughs> I was. I remember that
0: vividly. Unfortunately, it was one of the coolest things i had ever seen. I was just on the wrong end of it. My apologies, Johnny. You give us your initial thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Chandler, I think you really said all of it. Uh, the roster is my favorite roster in the entire division. Um, and I don't like the Ravens. Um, not a big fan of Lamar. Uh, I think he's a great running back. Uh, but, you know, as far as a quarterback goes, like he just doesn't really play it like I'd want a, a quarterback to play it. And having said that, I think if the Ravens ran the ball, I'm not kidding. Like they, If they threw the ball less than 10 times a game, I think they could win like 14 games. I'm serious. Like Lamar, when he's running the football – is it's it's ridiculous like you can't get him and then you couple that with the two-headed monster of, of J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards I mean that is like really really dangerous um, the injuries, like you said of course killed this team last year it remains to be seen uh, Ian Rappaport uh, reported that like Dobbins might be going on the pup list but then Dobbins like got on Twitter and fired back at him like that he's going to be ready to go week one so who, who knows what with Dobbins but like if he's back there I mean this is a very potent offense Mark Andrews is emerging as a top three tight end in this league if he's not already there he's a stud they the wide receiver core is weak on paper but I think Baltimore really likes Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota I think they really like this Bateman kid and um which I mean they were fine letting Hollywood Brown go and if you look at some highlights like Marquise Brown, like just had stone hands. Like the guy had plenty of opportunity to catch the football uh, in Baltimore and it just didn't really work out. And now sometimes is some of that on Lamar or ball placement. I don't know. The video that I've seen is a lot of the blame can be on Hollywood Brown too. So this is my favorite team in the division uh, as far as the roster is concerned. And that is with Lamar not being a top 10 quarterback in my eyes. Um, but Like if they just run the football, like they're going to just dominate people. I have a lot of respect for John Harbaugh, one of my favorite coaches in the league. I will point out one change. Um, They have a new defensive coordinator after years with Don Martindale. He is now in, in New York with the Giants. So there's a guy named Mike McDonald who was on the Baltimore staff for a number of years, like seven years, six or seven years. Last year, he was the defensive coordinator for Michigan and now he's back to be the defensive coordinator for Baltimore. What I thought was interesting about that, uh, the Ojabo pick that that Chandler's talking about, David Ojabo, he tore his Achilles on his pro day, which was why he fell. And he was supposed to be like a top 15, even top 10 edge pick, but he tore that Achilles on his pro day.
0: This tells
1: me that, if this coach McDonald was, was his DC at Michigan, and now he's a part of the staff that's looking at making picks that he probably relayed to the Ravens. that I think, you know, of course, he's a great player, but maybe the injury is not a great situation, but he'll be able to come back from the injury. So, yeah, I think that this defense is completely stacked. I think the offense is not traditionally what works in the NFL. But the way that Lamar with the running game, with the blocking, with the tight ends, I mean, this Nick Boyle guy, this number two tight end is just like an absolute monster. Yeah, I think Baltimore is just a team that like it's a team that I as a Chiefs fan would never want to play in January. Like I never want to play Baltimore. Like if there's if it's cold and they're just slugging you for six yards of carry, like it just feels helpless. So, yeah, I, I like Baltimore.
2: Luckily enough, the Chiefs don't have to play them this year. which We saw it last year. I mean, that was just oh. – the, the bank is a tough place to play. And that game was mm-hmm. – I mean, just one of the more painful games I can remember in the last five, ten years as a Chiefs fan.
0: Clyde. Ugh. Fumble. Yeah. We Ugh. had it. We literally had it won. We were in field goal range.
2: Lamar threw two picks that game too. and, Pick and six. Yeah, kids still can't win. But that that's – I mean – I have a lot of basic things to say about the Ravens. Like, yes, they look good. Lamar just can't be the same Lamar we've known Lamar to be in this division. That The defenses are so good. We just talked about the Browns' defense, the Steelers' defense. Yes, I know the Ravens' defense is good, but, man, it, he's got to be able to throw the ball, and Rashad Bateman has to be good for the Ravens to be really good this year. That's simple as that. Yes, I know Dobbins, Edwards, but there's too much question mark for me there with injury. I'm not going to bet on them. Um, just because of that. And it's a question mark team for me with them coming back with a lot of those guys. You had a really good point in them getting Armor Davis because if Marcus Peters is still somewhat you know iffy coming towards the end of his career, that's a really good pickup for them to show up just about everywhere on their defense. But um, yeah, the Ravens are really good. Hardball's amazing coach, but they're gonna be competing there in, in my mind for that two to three and be in a lot of close games and Knockout dragouts,
0: yeah. And, well. I mean, like the Cleveland Browns, they are going to want to run the football, and we've talked about it. And I don't know that it's it's this league. I don't know that you can win games like that. I really don't meaningful games. I think the Ravens will have a great record. I think they more than likely will make the playoffs, but you never know. You know, you, ne- you just never know. Can we? Lamar Jackson though, really like serviceable quarterback
2: in this division. I mean, how good is he? How good is he gonna be this year? I I really don't know. Johnny? Yeah, like he
1: has to, and we've said this for over uh, two years probably now, he has got to progress throwing the ball in the middle of the field. And I I mean, like it's, he is so reluctant to throw the ball in the middle of the field that like it's just not going to translate. And even when he throws boundary balls, He's just incredibly inaccurate. Like I just respect his ability to run like so much. It is like watching people try to tackle him. It's like chasing ghosts It is yeah. absurd the way the guy can move and get extra yards. If he can somehow figure out how to, cause I was listening to somebody, I can't remember who talked about this, but I mean, they don't even let him really call audibles. Like he just goes up to the line and runs the play. Um, so, like if he can learn to diagnose defenses and maybe hit some throws, then something can happen. The problem is, is what is this like year four or year five? Like mm-hmm. it usually it usually doesn't take that long. And why have they not let the reins off yet? You know, to let him do to, to let him call audibles or or diagnose at the line of scrimmage. So
0: I'm not like
1: a big believer in long-term success with Lamar. We've seen this the de- the stats show that when Baltimore's trailing, it's it's really tough for them to come back um, with Lamar. Just guys, just like the way they run the football and the way and how well they are coached is intimidating to me. And I think it makes them really good. Like maybe like one of these really good regular season teams uh, that we talk about that could, win, that could win a lot of games. And But then again, like I, I don't ever want to play the Ravens in January. One more thing, too, I want to say, say they have such an unbelievable chess piece X factor in Justin Tucker. It's it's unbelievable. I mean the the it's a guarantee when he's kicking the ball inside of fifty yards, which is that's absurd. It's a garret. They know that if they get to the thirty three yard line or whatever it is, it's a guaranteed three points. So like, it totally changes how that how they call plays and then if it's beyond 50 yards it's it's basically a guarantee too i mean shit the guy hit a 66 yarder against the lions last year 66 like i know it was indoors but that's absurd so like i i I think i'm the highest on the ravens out of the three of us i don't like saying that it's just from what i what i looked up what the roster is telling me i i am i'm a huge lamar like hater overall but to me, the roster is the best, and I think the Ravens are – I mean, spoiler, they're my pick to
0: win the division. Yeah, I mean, you really can't go wrong. Let's go to our final team of the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and in my opinion, I actually I, – I looked up stuff. I have a couple things written down, but I really don't think I need to even look at it. I think this team in this division has the least amount of question marks, in my opinion. And that's really solely based on the offensive side of the football. I think that their quarterback, I think, I, unfortunately, I really like Burrow. Um, their receivers are dynamic. I mean, Jamar Chase is a top five receiver, if not top three. Um, now, the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing, but kind of, kind of the Chiefs have debunked it. I mean, it can be done we'll see what happens more tape on burrow than ever has been in the nfl now with him having a season under his belt um they have shored up their offensive line a little bit more which is exactly what they needed to do um and burrow's a gamer and this team i'll say this unlike these other teams even baltimore really cincinnati believes the team believes in joe burrow in my opinion and that goes a long way i've been not in an NFL locker room, obviously, but I've been in a locker room. Peyton Houslig, not maybe not the best quarterback on paper. The Missouri State Bears believed in Peyton Hoeselig as a leader. They want we wanted him out there. It goes a long way to confidence. You want your staple quarterback to be out there. Burrow is that guy for Cincinnati. Um, I'll turn it over to Blaine. I like the Bengals and spoiler alert. They might be my pick for the poof, but we'll, we'll wait. We'll say, it. we'll see.
2: As you know, as I talked about the bills, if you guys listen to that podcast, I, you know, the Bengals are so good, so highly regarded upon. I want to pick at them a little bit. And when I was looking at, you know, and I wasn't high on the Bengals last year. I thought that, you know, going into the chiefs game, when we played them at Cincinnati, we were going to boat race them, maybe not, but by two scores and it can end up being a, a really close game of the Bengals one, but regardless that, The Bengals lost to the Bears last year. They lost to the Jets last year. And then December, they lost to the 49ers and Chargers and barely squeaked out against the Broncos. And that's a month before the playoffs. And when I'm looking at the playoffs too, that Raiders game of the playoffs was a hell of a playoff game. Hell of a playoff game. Shouldn't have beat the Titans. They had no business. Ryan Tannehill just absolutely shit the bed. And they sure as hell shouldn't have beat the Chiefs in that second half. And so when I'm looking at full picture, yes, I understand that they're really good. They got a lot of dynamic guys. They're going to be confident, but I, I just have a really hard time saying the Bengals are for sure fire going to be a top of the one, two seeds in the AFC. I'm not, oh. I'm not there. I'm not there at all. And there's been a lot of people saying that now their offensive line did get a lot better, which scares me with Joe Burrow and his weapons. That's dynamic. They needed that. That was their one missing piece last year. But again, I want to back up a little bit on the Bengals and just give some perspective that there's some holes. And I think week one, Pittsburgh and that defense with that D-line can get after that new offensive line and create some havoc, create some problems, and that confidence starts to wither in that first quarter and (laughs) slipped up a little bit. But Bengals are going to be good.
0: I just have some question marks. Yeah, before Johnny goes real quick, I don't think there'll be a one or a two seed in the AFC I think they'll make the playoffs no doubt but I mean there's they they can be scary they can be scary on their best day Johnny right yeah so they replaced like they had a terrible offensive line which
1: was so crazy because two years ago when Burrow got hurt and they were four and twelve and terrible they came back and put him behind an offensive line that was equally as terrible but it made no (laughs) sense they finally were like okay if he got us to the super bowl with, with that hot garbage, let's bring some guys in. Right. So they're bringing Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, Lyle Collins. Like they're bringing some guys. Those are, those are good players. Like they're fine. But like, it's not like when the chiefs went out in the first day of free agency and got Joe Tooney. like, they didn't, none of them are like, like they're better than what they have, but they're not like an all, I don't think it's like an all-star offensive line, but it's a competent veteran offensive line. So, so, so that's one good thing for the Bengals. Um, Guys, I just think the Bengals are sus. Like, I just, I just don't – I'm with Blaine 100% of the way here. I think last year was the product of, like, 50-plus years of bad luck for the Bengals, all, like, getting turned over to good luck at, at once. You look at, like, just, just their season, it made no sense. Like, yes, I think Burrow is legit. I think every bit of Burrow is, is real. I mean, you don't throw for 500 yards multiple times in a season for it not to be real. And, yes, they did beat my Chiefs, our Chiefs, twice – both times, the Chiefs fucked the game away, and it made, it made no sense. Like, the Bengals just got all the breaks. Everything went their way in the playoffs towards the end of the year, and I just cannot get behind, like, this team seriously again. Like, I I could definitely see the Bengals, like, it being in that, like, Titans realm that I've talked about, like a, a fringe playoff team. I've, I've said that I don't think the Titans are going to make the playoffs. Like I think the Bengals are going to be one of the teams trying to fight their way in at the very end. And, um, and yeah, like, you know, they, they gave up the third most sacks last year. And so like something, is, and they still made the super Bowls. like that stats like that don't usually work. So I just think it was kind of sus last year with the Bengals. It was a great story team of destiny type feel, but I just don't really see that happening Um this year, now I like Zach Taylor. Um, I liked how it took like a year or so for him to get there, and I like how he's offensive-minded. Um, but yeah, man, I just I especially after the t- two times that the Chiefs lost to the Bengals, like just sus. Yeah, I mean it.
0: I I don't even their like defense does not it. scare oh, me. No. Their
1: defense does not like they're de- like. I like Jesse Bates. They're franchise-tagging him. I like Trey Hendrickson. He got, you know, he, he got some, you know, some of Orlando Brown last year when he moved you – know, he got some of our offensive line, but we certainly got him a few times too. Like, I just – nothing about the Bengals' defense. Like, Eli Apple Eli was talking Apple. a bunch of shit. Like, yeah. he blows. Like, I just – I think they have Chadube Awuzie too. Like, okay, yeah. they, the Bengals have a lot of free agents, okay, on their team. On like defense, especially, and, and now their offensive line. Like it just reminds me of like why do players eventually become free agents? Like if they were really truly top of the line elite players, like their team's not letting them go. And so like there's a reason all of these guys are on the bench. The Bengals like feel like a prison team. Like they just feel like a bunch of like just a bunch of guys. And like it just worked out for them last year. So I just think like I said, I'm just that's my word for the Bengals. They're sus.
0: They're like a they're like the longest yard, like a longest yard team with a franchise tier quarterback. It's um, and and they're like half of a half of a prison team because their offense is legit. I think might. I mean, and we haven't even mentioned Joe Mixon, freak right. running back. So it really, it, in in terms of this division, it almost seems like it's a complete contrast. Which that could be the word of the night: contrast. The Bengals' offense is probably in the best spot in this division, while their defense is not, unlike Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, whose defenses are freakish, while their offense has a bunch of questions. So that's a very awesome, interesting dynamic, one that will play in heavily to this division. Now, everybody's favorite segment of the show. I've gotten a lot of compliments on this. Um, not a lot. I shouldn't say that. I got a handful of compliments about uh, us doing our our predicted order of finish, or poof, as Johnny has uh, so lovingly stated. It's time, boys. Blaine, I am going to oh. start with you oh. for some
1: reason.
2: <laughs> Johnny's over there thanking God because I've been thinking about this for three days and I haven't come up with anything. And I was waiting for this second to happen. And as much I'm ready as, I to wanna, write it down, as much as I want to downplay Cincinnati, I just
1: Cincinnati.
2: Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland.
0: Wow. I Which love is, that. Uh, I, you know, I,
2: I could flip flop here oh, before sorry. you go. I could flip flop Cincy in Baltimore, but I, th- I really think the Steelers are going to win some games. They, and the public eye shouldn't this year.
0: Okay.
1: Blaine, let me chime in and ask you. So just based off of that, I, I think that you're viewing the AFC North as a one playoff team division in the AFC.
2: They're going to beat each other up. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: I'm the same way. And so that's why this is so difficult. Um, And it's weird for me too, because I'm so hell bent on the best quarterback in the division winning out. So that would mean that I, by my logic, I should pick Cincinnati here at first, but I'm not, it's Baltimore. I think Baltimore is your first. I think Cincinnati is second. I think Cleveland is third. And I think that Trubisky and Pickett and that mess uh, of an offensive line are going to be in fourth. But like, I could see Pittsburgh beating Baltimore in one of the games too. Like, I yeah. could like, I think the winner of this division is at best eleven and six. Like, and that's a, that's a great year.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now I agree with. I think that this will be a one bid. Division, but I'm not going to make my predicted order of finish that way. I am going more so with Johnny. I am going Baltimore will win the division. And I think Cincinnati will be second. And I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers will be in third place. And I think Cleveland rounds it out. Look, I just – Cleveland just has too much turmoil, um, in my opinion, and I love their roster. Deshaun comes back. I could totally eat my words, but I love Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. And Baltimore, Cincinnati, both will make the playoffs, obviously.
2: One thing I wanted to add on this, too, at the end of this, the Vegas odds for the AFC North goes Baltimore plus 162 as the favorite per mm-hmm. Vegas, Cincinnati plus 190, Cleveland plus 277 and then Pittsburgh at plus 924. So Pittsburgh's a
0: cliff down everywhere every other. People, team. yeah, I, people aren't really I feel like no one's talking about Pittsburgh, which some for some reason scares me. I don't really know why, but great predictive order predicted order of finish boys. I love that. Anybody have any closing remarks they want to give the listeners? Um to to send us on our way, Johnny. The last thing
1: I just like, guys, like I, I, I know I, I would watch any football game in the NFL. I know you guys would too, but like I am I'm giddy to watch all of these. Like give me Cincinnati Cleveland right now. I, I cannot wait to watch these teams play each other.
0: Yeah. It's uh, this is going to be a very interesting division and one that has always been closely related to the Chiefs somehow, some way. Speaking of the Chiefs, boys, next week, final division episode of the summer. It will be the AFC West. We will – I mean, it could be a two-hour episode. (laughs) It really could. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Denver Broncos, and the Las Vegas Raiders. It will be an interesting show, to say the least. I'm very interested in our predicted order of finish. Will anybody waiver from the Kansas City Chiefs winning the division? I have a feeling I know who it will be, and it started, his name starts with a B, um, because he's been negative these last couple of days. It hasn't made a lot of sense, but um, we'll see. Boys, anything else? Can't wait for next week. I can't wait either. The Chiefs, <laughs> Boys, thanks for hopping on. I'll talk to you later, okay? Thanks, Channel. See you guys.